0: Welcome to Two Agents and the Facts, where University of Georgia's Family Consumer Science Agents, Leslie Weaver of Chatham County and Carrie Vandever of Ware County, host friendly discussions on reliable, relatable, and research-based topics on real-life issues.
1: Hey, Leslie. Hi, Carrie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited about our topic today. Which is which is food preservation. That's right?
0: not, have you ever uh, canned or do
1: or have done food preservation before? I grew up freezing things with my in my family, okay. and um, I have I have been trained as an extension agent on the basics of. Pressure canning and dehydrating and freezing and wa- um, water bath canning. Okay, but I don't do that a lot um, at my home. Now, last summer I made some pickles. Oh, cool! And they they were fun. I got them from, and I did like the easiest possible recipe. I got them from. We have a a youth. I think it's put it up for youth or something. We have oh, a cool. youth curriculum. So I, I did those and I um, had Wells help me a little bit too. Oh, and cool. um, they were, they were fun. <laughs> good,
0: good. We didn't eat them all. I really
1: like crispy pickles and these were easy, not crispy pickles. This is like easy thing to do with, with mm-hmm. your youth audiences. So um, they were okay. But well, I do like fun. it when people can things for me. <laughs> do you, do so- you do it?
0: We have, growing up, we have a pear tree, and we've always mm-hmm. did pear preserves,
2: Ooh. so it was
0: always fun picking the preserves, watching the process, getting the pressure, you know, getting the equipment out, getting the jars ready. It was always a fun, a fun process, so yes.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the, the cool thing about food preservation is it, it can save you money, it can also cost you money, um, but it it's a great experience to do um, for yourself, but also, like, memories mm-hmm. that's what I think about is like things with my grandmother and yeah. um I remember my mama one time made grape jelly and she didn't normally do that but I remember the time she did mm-hmm. it's, it's a nice mm-hmm. process and um a good way to it's, keep yourself fed it's all year <laughs> yeah it's, it's
0: something cool about seeing the finished product like sitting out on the table and sitting and you know like yes like oh you know yeah. I at that or I
1: saw that so yeah I agree I agree, I agree. I grew that and I and I put it up, and now it's December, and we're having tomatoes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I agree. I think so. I think so. I think so. So, um, we clearly can't talk about this topic without including some of our trusty colleagues.
1: So, yeah, Leslie and I are are excited to have some great family consumer sciences agents from across the state of Georgia that are gonna be on this uh, episode with us today that are really gonna, they're, they're much better experts than we are <laughs> about food preservation. So we're just gonna get right into it. Okay, let's do it. All right, so today we're talking about food preservation and I have on this segment with me three of my favorite fax agents in the, the entire state of Georgia. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> My,
1: my friend <laughs> Terry Black in Burke County, my friend Georgian Cook in um, Washington County, and Terry and Georgian are both from the Southeast District. So, whoop, whoop. I'm real, real, real big fans All of right. them. And then I've also, we also have on Alexis Roberts from the Northwest District and Fulton County, who we love equally, even though she's not from the Southeast. I do appreciate that. Thank you.
3: (laughs) We'll take you in, Alexis. All right.
1: (laughs) So So thank y'all for being with me today. Uh, These three ladies are really, I think, some of the top-notch in the state all-knowers of food preservation, and that's why Leslie Leslie and I are not as savvy in this topic, but we know it's important, especially at this time of the year, as people are starting to Uh, get things out of their gardens or out of other people's gardens and and canning. We get a lot of canning questions and freezing questions and just preservation questions in general. Starting now in summers, we wanted to address it with some people who know better than us. So that's why these three are with me today. Hey, ladies. Hi, Carrie. Hey, hey. Thanks for having us. You're so welcome. Thank y'all for being here. And I just want, I know it's been probably too long talking there, but I wanted to let y'all have a second to introduce yourself. So I'm going to start with Terry because alphabetically her county is first. So yes,
3: I'm the um, Family Consumer Sciences Extension, Extension Agent in Burke County. Um, we are kind of a unique county in that we are very large in landmass, um, one of the largest counties east of the Mississippi, actually, um, Ware county incidentally is bigger than Burke County, but y'all don't have as much True. usable landmass because of the swamp swamp. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we are sort of a rural county that is in the Augusta metro area, which makes us a little unique. We also have Plant Vogel here, um, which does quite a bit for our county's economy, which is nice. It gives us a lot of opportunities that we might not have otherwise. So we tend to focus here on health and wellness. Um, I do some child health and safety programming and of course food safety, which includes food preservation.
1: Thank you, Terry. All right. Uh, what's next? Fulton. Alexis. <laughs> I had to say <laughs> <Thanks> the alphabet.
4: <laughs> um, so, hey, guys, I'm Alexis Roberts, and I'm the family and consumer sciences agent in Fulton County. So that's in the heart of Atlanta and those kind of surrounding cities. I'm really excited to talk about food preservation. It's one of my favorite things to teach throughout the year. And I think it's nature's gift that just keeps on giving.
1: That's a good way to put it. Thanks, Alexis. <laughs> Okay, and then finally, George who Leslie and I have uh, referenced at least once, maybe twice on the podcast before. So there's a celebrity amongst us, Georgianne. Also <laughs> I
2: don't know about the celebrity part. Good morning. I'm Georgianne Cook in Washington County. I'm a family consumer science agent here. In Washington County, we're pretty much known for our kaolin, which is a chalk we mine it here. It's found in medicines um, like Kopectake. Um, things like that. It's also used in porcelain, so Washington County is known for that. We're, we're in middle Georgia, and um, we're a rural
1: county as well,
2: and we're glad
1: to be with you today. Thanks Thank for joining us,
2: Terry?
1: Thank you. All right, so let's get down to it. Um, I, so when my first day on the job in Ware County, my, my very first call, I mean, I had been here maybe 30 minutes and somebody called me, with a canning question and I was like oh god I don't know (laughs) but I, I found the answer because we do have um we do have all the answers because we are the home of the the National Center for Home Food Preservation we have uh so easy to preserve we have the books all of our agents have the greatest resource at our fingertips to to know the answers for the people in our county so I was able to figure it out with a little help but um I'm so I am from a family of people who freeze to to put up food for the summer. My grandma made pear preserves and she canned tomatoes, but everything else, we've, I've just, that's how I learned to do things growing up was to freeze. And so when people call me, I'm always like, don't you just want to freeze it? Let's talk about that. But so I want to know what, y- what y'all think about what's better, freezing or, or canning or, or what?
2: Well. Let me me preface it like this. It is a personal preference, I mean, of what you do. And, you know, uh, there is a big generation gap between my mother and my father. So my mother froze everything, and we always had big gardens growing up. But now my father was born in 1920, so they canned. They didn't freeze everything. Um, So that's how I got introduced to it um, growing up is um, I canned with my dad, and I froze vegetables with my mom. So there's energy. We use energy in both. So you have to choose which one. Do you want to spend your money as far as um, keeping a freezer plugged into your electricity? Because, you know, that's where you're going to spend your your money as far as as freezing. Or in your canning, do you want to put your money towards jars and lids and can, but you're not having to use electricity as far as um, keeping it safe? So I kind of look at both ways, you know, you know, like that and, and, and choose. I like to do my pickles canned. I loved um, to do my jams and jellies canned instead of freezer jam. So, you know, there's, you can, you don't have to choose one or the other. You can actually have the best of of both worlds.
1: Well, um, what about storage life one versus the other? Say I'm putting up peas. (laughs) Say I got a bunch of cow peas, I'm putting them up. (laughs) Storage life, what what would be best uh, quality-wise and safety-wise for me?
3: Well, you know, peas, carry are a low-acid product. So if you're Mm going to can your peas safely, you're going to have to do those in a pressure canner. Um, A lot of people are, are, frankly, are are scared of pressure canners. You know, Mm -hmm. they're very intimidating. Um, My mother pressure canned things. As a child, we always had a big garden with green beans and peas and things like that. And um, I didn't learn to use a pressure canner until I was an adult because I was scared. It's intimidating. But so if, you, you know, if you're not knowledgeable and experienced and you don't have the equipment to pressure can, then the only safe way to preserve those peas would be to freeze them. And you do have to consider quality versus safety. Sometimes you can lose quality, but the product is still safe to consume. Um, you know, and I'd have to look up the exact dates for how long. Typically with canned products, we say a year. Freezer life may not be quite as long and it's going to depend on your freezer as well. How cold your freezer gets because the colder it is, the the longer your product will have good quality. You know, canning actually inactivates enzymes that cause your food to spoil, whereas freezing just slows the growth. So you'll have quality loss more quickly through freezing than you will through canning. And then also the item that you're freezing has
4: different uh, kind of like a shelf or quality life in the freezer, right? So we know meat is kind of one of those things that degrades a little bit more quickly than compared to like fruits or vegetables or things like that in the freezer.
2: Where Terry said that peas, you know, if you're canning them, they would have a, a year shelf life. So if you're freezing your peas mm-hmm. and your vegetables, um, peas have a shelf life of eight to 12 months. So I, I looked in our in our handy dandy so easy to preserve book because it gives <laughs> us every fruit and vegetable so to make sure. But yeah, so your peas, if you're freezing, has a shelf life of eight to 12 months.
1: Thank you, Georgia. And um, I just want to add there, as we're referencing so easy to preserve, if this is something that anyone is interested in, you can contact your local extension office and they can uh, get a copy in your hands. They, we all have them for sale or can find them for you. So, okay. So I get a lot of calls from folks who, who want to, well, sometimes things haven't gone correctly. And a lot of times it's recipes that they've found. They found their own recipe off the internet or it's a recipe of their, like it's their, their mother's soup recipe or something. They want to put that up, but it hasn't the process hasn't gone correctly, or they want to make sure that they are doing it correctly. What do y'all think about that, about using, using your own recipes or something you found on some random site you Googled?
3: Carrie, I would say just because you can doesn't mean you should. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> um, the, recipes, the recipes that we recommend um, are either found through the Ball Blue Book of Canning through the USDA home canning sites, the National Center for Home Food Preservation, and then in the So Easy to Preserve book that we recommend. We know that those recipes have all been tested for safety. Uh, We know that the recipes work and that the product is going to be desirable and it's going to be a safe quality product for the amount of time that we say it will be. And we can't make any of those guarantees with recipes that are found on the internet or with somebody's, you know, recipe that they want to... You know, it's just their recipe and they want to can it. We just can't make any of those guarantees. Right.
4: Another thing I don't know to mention, but when people want to use their own recipes, like there is this lady that she like really, she was actually a family consumer sciences teacher and her students wanted to make like a hot pickle recipe. And I couldn't find one online. And so I told her, I was like, you know, you can make this recipe and just not can it and have refrigerated pickles. So sometimes, you know, there are other ways where you could freeze it, where you can have the product you want, but you may not can it. And that's okay too.
3: Well, that, and it's like, well, you don't have to can it. Just make it how you want to just don't. Yeah. It. I feel like it's important to respect people's traditions. You know, some of those recipes that have been passed down are so important
1: and I just, agree.
3: you know, coming off the cuff and saying, oh, you can't use that. I just feel like that's disrespectful sometimes. So I like that alternative. Yeah. Thank you, Alexis.
4: I think it's important for people to kind of realize that canning is a science, um, right? And so we're taking something that's not normally stable, has a stable shelf life or room temperature shelf life and we're you know, converting it to that. And so we're you know, changing that. And so we need to make sure that we are following the science behind that, that we do have a safe product. And sometimes those things aren't tested um, and we just wanna make sure that we're keeping everyone safe.
2: As people write a recipe, Sometimes they don't always write the directions, you know, the, the directions that you may get 30 years down the road from the same recipe that your, you know, your grandmother great-grandmother used. The directions may have changed or they may not have written down the directions. It's just, well, this is what they did. Um, so that, that's kind of what you have to be careful about
4: i also say that like science and protocols change over time, right? So what people did medically, you know, 30 or 40 years ago, we don't necessarily do that now because we have more information. And so I think that's the same way through cooking and also through canning, that things change over time. And we want to make sure we're using best practices and using tested recipes is the best way to do that right now.
2: Perfect. Perfectly said, Alexa.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what about... I'd get questions sometimes too about, in fact, I just had one this week and I called Terry to help me with it. But what, so what if I've gone through the process? What if I've done? I feel like I've done everything correct. Well, I've followed the So Easy to Preserve or the Ball cookbook directions and my jars did not seal. What do I do? What's the, I mean, do I have to throw all that out? Do, I mean, what, what happens
3: That's such an important question, because I think if I had to pinpoint one call that I get frequently, it's that one. And my advice is to check those seals as quickly as possible. If you want to reprocess those jars, you have to do it within 24 hours. You don't have a lot of time to wait. I mean, you do need to do it quickly. So if you choose to reprocess those, um, remove the lid check the jar sealing surface for nicks. Sometimes if there's a tiny crack or nick in the surface of the jar, that can prevent a seal. Um, Change the jar if you need to, and then add a new lid. That's a very important step. A lot of people don't realize that lids are not meant to be reused, um, especially the past couple of years when they've been very difficult to find. It feels like a lot of people are choosing to reuse lids. Um, Those seals are designed to work one time. So if you have a lid failure, sometimes it can be because you were using an older lid. Um, But then reprocess that product using the same processing time for whatever product you're
1: doing.
2: Um,
1: And you want to use those products first. Thanks, Terry. I probably should have asked this earlier when we were talking a little more about freezing, but I did want to ask because like I said, I'm really into freezing things. So is there anything that I should not freeze or even on that token, is there anything that, that maybe I shouldn't can?
4: So with freezing, we kind of, there are some things for quality. So we talked about kind of safety versus quality, right? If I freeze something, you know, I am preserving its safety but it may not be the best quality. So things that have um, a high water content. So we think a lot of the times like lettuce, and uh, products like that probably won't be the best frozen. Um, I think it kind of goes back a little bit of preference to as well, canning versus freezing. I'm um, like corn freezes really well in textures. Some people like frozen corn over canned corn. And one of those things about the So Easy to Preserve book is that it does go over canning, but also goes into detail about freezing and drying as well. And it does provide a really great detailed list about things that freeze well, and then things that don't really.
1: Thank you, Alexis. All right. So I have, I have one more question for you guys. I, you know, there are so many different cook surfaces. There's, I have a gas range at the office. We have the spiral range a lot in my um, last house. We had a class cooktop surface is every, are the rules the same across the board for all these different types of cooking methods as far as canning goes?
3: So when you're talking about the glass or smooth top cooking ranges, we typically recommend just contacting the manufacturer of that stovetop. The answer can vary whether or not it's safe or recommended. Um, It can vary depending on what type of method you're using for canning as well. So if you're doing a pressure canner versus the boiling water bath, you may get a different answer. If you're canning on those, you know, you've got a big heavy pot full of water So there have been cases where the cooktop is actually damaged by that canner either through the weight breaks the glass, or if you slide it across the glass, it can scratch the glass. And also, you want to be sure that you're using a flat bottom pot if you do choose to do this. And that has to do with the way that the heat radiates on a smooth cooktop. So it's really just going to vary depending on you know, on the manufacturer of your of your cooktop. So um, don't just assume that it's okay. You don't want to damage your cooktop. You don't want to have an unsafe product because of fluctuating pressures. So just make that phone call, um, find out if, if the manufacturer recommends it or not. Great.
1: All right. Well, ladies, I just want to thank you all again for spending some time with me today to talk about this very important food preservation topic. If anyone wants to learn more about food preservation, contact your local extension office, your family and consumer sciences agents in your county or your surrounding counties can either, either they probably have programs going on that they can teach you they can answer all of your questions or if they can't they can get you in touch with the right person who can do those things for you or that do have series coming up so like i said i don't do food preservation um i answer the questions i field the questions and i find the experts to get the answers uh so i don't have series but these ladies i believe do have some things coming up let's do alphabetical order again <laughs> so <laughs> so terry what do you have going on <laughs>
3: So, Georgianne and I worked together on a series and we did this last year virtually through the pandemic and we had a great response, so we decided to give it another try this year. And our first class is actually tomorrow we're going to be making strawberry jam. Then um, we've got a class in June on freezing a couple in July pressure canning and salsa and then we're going to wrap up in August with pickling. So if you'd like to register for that class, you can go to eventbrite and you can search. 2021 Home Food Preservation Series, and that is hosted by UGA Extension in Burke and Washington Counties. And you can find the information and register straight from Eventbrite.
1: And can I do, do I have to register for every class or can I do the individual class? You can register individually. Okay, right, And, and we will share this information on our Facebook page too, so folks can easily get it there.
3: Fantastic, thank you.
1: What about you, Alexis?
4: All right, I am partnering with Carroll County and we have a series going on right now called Fill Your Pantry. Um, So we are also doing Strawberry Jam. We're gonna do that next week on uh, May 25th. And we have Sensational Salsa the week after that on June 2nd, and we're gonna be wrapping it up with pressure canning on June 15th. Um, This is from 12 to one, and we are gonna do a demonstration uh, during these classes as well.
1: Great, and we'll share that information on our page too. Um, And if you have any questions, you can give me a call. You can give Leslie a call. You can call these ladies in their Extension offices. Just do the safe thing. Yeah, I will
2: add, Carrie, um, with Terry and I, when we do ours, ours is going to be a blended class. So we are doing it virtually, but it's also going to be offered hands-on. So if you live close and um, before you really dive into canning, and you want to um, experience it and do it hands-on with us there if you have questions and uh, in, a, in, a, in a setting, we would love to have you come because we're also doing hands-on and virtual. So um, come come try it out and, and, and spend spend a couple of hours with us. And which um, office are you doing that in, Georgianne? It's going to be in Burke County. It's going to be in Terry. She has an awesome kitchen there. And um, it'd be great to, to do a hands-on if you're nervous and you're like, I've never done it before, uh, this is a great way to experience it, do it with people there and, um, and, and have a good time. And, and just before you, before you decide, oh, I'm going to do it and, and do it yourself. It's, it's a great way to, to, um, to get introduced to it.
1: Yes. I, I do want to say that just as a plug for that, I, um, was very uncomfortable with canning until I did a hands-on class with the university. And I I do feel much more comfortable about even just answering questions for folks. I feel that hands-on experience is really important. So if you are close to Burke County or you want to drive to Burke County, no matter where you are, I think you're probably welcome to do that. So (laughs) give them a call. (laughs) All right. Well, thank y'all so much. I really enjoyed being with y'all this morning and, um, Hopefully, hopefully, I'll join us again in the future. Yeah,
4: sounds great. Thank you for having us, Kay.
1: Thank you.
0: I'm excited because we have a very special guest on today, someone who could really help us with our topic in regards to food preservation and all the amazing resources uh, with our county offices and, and other resources that we could share in regards to food preservation. We have Ms. Jackie Ogden, the Family Consumer Science uh, Agent here in Chatham County. Uh, she holds some national offices. Uh, her experience is full of wisdom and insight, and we are just so honored to
5: have her on the show today. So hello, Ms. Jackie. Hi, Hello, Miss Leslie. Hello, Miss Carrie. It's great to be with both of you fine ladies on your wonderful network of communicating with our general public. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much. We've never we've never had it put in that way, Miss Jackie. So
0: that's a, that's a great way to put it. Uh, we're so glad that you're here with us today. We would love for you to kind of just share some light in regards to uh, home food preservation and just the overall purpose of our resources here in the county offices, as well as the National Food Preservation Center. Could you just share your current role with that and all the great things that we have to offer in that area?
5: be delighted to, uh, Leslie. First of all, um, we do encourage all our listeners to make sure that you utilize your local county extension office to get the most trusted resources when it comes to research-based information in the area of home food preservation. And of course, we have many great resources uh, that you can consult with your local county extension office here in the state of Georgia. And if you're outside of the state listening, we always encourage you to work with those professionals in your local extension offices in your local county. Uh, Today, I'm going to share a little bit about um, one of the activities that we have and really um, networks called the National Center for Home Food Preservation. We're fortunate to have that uh, national center here in our state. Uh, It is your source for current research-based recommendations for most methods of home food preservation. The center was established with funding from the National Institute of Food and Agriculture and it addresses food safety concerns for those who practice and teach home food preservation and processing methods. So the National Center for Home Food Preservation also is a great linkage to find many, many topics that other facts, family consumer science professionals will use and consult around the country. At the same time, our center is been on the campus at the University of Georgia for more than 20 years. It was first established through the leadership of Dr. Elizabeth Andrus. And uh, currently, Tracy Brigman, who is a clinical assistant professor in Family Consumer Science Department of Foods and Nutrition, serves as the Interim Coordinator of Food Preservation. And uh, they have an opportunity under Tracy's leadership. That there are several family consumer science agents here in the state of Georgia that actually work with Tracy in answering some of those consumer questions. Uh, agents include Krista Campbell of Albert County, Cindy Sweeta from Spalding County, uh, myself, Jackie Ogden from Chatham County, and Suzanne Williams from Dowdy County. Um, according to our uh, facts associate. Dean of Family Consumer Sciences and Extension and Outreach, Allison Penn, she made a statement saying that the UGA is a national leader in food safety and food preservation, providing support for extension food safety professionals, extension agents, and consumers through the National Center for Food Preservation. So this site is easily accessible to consumers throughout the country and through other family consumer sciences professionals throughout the nation.
0: Great information, thank you so much for that. Can you also tell us, what do you think are some of the most common mistakes that people make in food preservation? I know you've been doing this for a while, so what are some of the common misconceptions or mistakes that uh, most people usually make during this time? I would say,
5: Leslie, the, the biggest mistake is sometimes people have actually canned or made jellies or put up vegetables as we say, put up that product that they've either grown or brought at the farmer's market. And they maybe had helped mother or grandmother in that preparation. Mm-hmm. And it's very important that uh, the consumer today in 2021 is using a current research-based recipe and that they are, for, are really following those current recommendations and guidelines. That's one of the great, great resources of cooperative extension in your local county either in providing uh, updates through printed information or classes that can be offered either virtually or in person so that you're using the best procedures. Many times consumers will in this day and age want to consult the internet to mm. pick up a recipe that they thought or a family friend or neighbor may share something that they got off of a internet the internet place that is not really research based always. So it's very important that we are selecting a trusted and true recipe. One of those ways that we can make sure that we're always using a trusted recipe is to consult those recipes with cooperative extension, such as in the book we have here in Georgia called So Easy to Preserve, as well as recipes that can be found on the national site, which is the National Center for Home Food Preservation. And if you uh, go there, you can find pretty much a wide variety of recipes. The next area I would say that people have problems with is understanding if they are going to either use water bath canning or pressure canning. Those are two terms that are used for placing the food in mason jars that are canned, either under pressure or in the water bath canner. And it's important that you use the correct method based on the actual acidity of that food and based on the correct safety food measures for placing the food for a long storage life. And of course, other places of uh, food preservation that the consumer may need to think about, is this food better to be frozen or have they possibly thought about drying the product? Drying products uh, is something too that it can be somewhat a little bit more challenging, especially here where we are in South Georgia because of um, drying techniques that some people might want to try or use. So that would be a few things maybe to consider, Leslie.
0: I like that, Ms. Jackie, I think that matters. I think tradition is one reason why people do a lot of things. Culture could be another reason, you know, it's like, oh, well, why do you slice the ham every time you put it in the oven? Well, my mom did it, her mom did it, I do it, you know, or that's why I use this item or this recipe. So uh, definitely being being aware of what the new research is and um, it make sure you're updated. Um, Food preservation could be a seasonal activity. Um, Are there any certain items that you recommend per season for for food preservation?
5: Well, Leslie, I would say for all of us that are interested in food preservation, we need to think about those foods that we really like to savor the flavor soda all year long or what we would like to use. Also, if we have a backyard garden, what do we want to grow so that we can add to uh, storing some of those items, either Uh, up to use throughout the year. We always recommend that if you're growing um, to actually to can or to freeze, to think about the quantity and the yield that you want. If you are not going to actually grow your product, but rather go to the farmer's market or purchase at the grocery store, try to remember to think about purchasing those foods within season because Mm -hmm. different products are gonna be at the better price And at the same time, they're going to be more abundant and readily to use. So I would say that if you really are getting into home canning for yourself and your family or for gift giving, you may want to think in terms ahead in terms of um, What you're interested in canning for that season and then plan accordingly. Also, you don't want to wind up canning more product than you'll actually use because that's really defeating the whole purpose. Uh, food preservation was really all about saving the harvest to use throughout the year, and of course um, if you look in terms of the calls that we even received through the National Center for Food Preservation, through email uh, calls that actually come through with consumers wanting questions, they are in all different forms from uh, all parts of the country, and so as a result, We know that saving the food and making sure we're getting the best value and keeping it safe is going to be um, the prime reason that we are all about learning more in the area of food preservation.
0: Agreed. Awesome. Now, Ms. Jackie, Carrie and I, we are definitely beginners when it comes to food preservation. What would you recommend for us for our first time um, ever taking part in and food preservation, what item would you recommend? What would be our safest, cleanest, almost easiest item for us to can?
5: Well, first of all, Leslie, I would always recommend for the first person that is learning to can for the first time, really consider maybe pursuing water bath canning. Uh Water bath canning is using a vessel that is a large container and it is going to be able to process like James, that would be a good one, or possibly um, a pickled green bean or something that is of a higher acidity so that you can actually place it in that vessel. It's going to be covered with water about a few inches once you place the jar uh, into the uh, water bath canner and then processed usually for about 10 minutes, um, depending on the really the recipe that you have, but the simplest are going to be very short periods of time. Now, I might mention that uh, as you really get into canning, then pressure canning is going to be one that's a little bit more difficult, but it's going to be your, for your foods that are lower acid foods. So if you were going to do, prepare the prickled green bean, that would be in a water bath canner because you've added the vinegar to it or an acidic solution to that bean. But as if you are going to can string beans, that would go into a pressure canner a little bit more advanced. And there are two different types of pressure canners, a weighted pressure canner and a dial gauge canner. So water bath canning would be the way to go. And if you go to the National Center for Food Preservation, you will very easily find a lot of great recipes that will set you on the right course for success because we want you to have a successful home canning experience.
0: Thank you so much, Ms. Jackie. And please, I know you just mentioned our National Center of uh, Home Food Preservation, but can you please let people know where they can go locally, again, to find uh, information, publications on home food preservation,
5: I am glad that you asked Leslie (laughs) because if you go to the National Center for Home Food Preservation you can just enter that into your computer it will take you right to the site. There is a link for a book called So Easy to Preserve. Uh The book is uh, just shy of 400 pages of great trusted research based recipes and resources. If you want to try some recipes first many of those recipes are on the site as well under the University of Georgia Cooperative Extension uh, fact sheets. You can purchase the book so you have a trusted source in your home kitchen, but you can also visit the site at National Center for Home Food Preservation. And if you do have questions, consult your local county extension office. But if you have another source for needing some additional questions, you can also send an um, email to nchfp, which is National Center Home Food Preservation at uga.edu, and we will answer those questions. Myself, Miss um, Brigman, and the other three agents, currently, we answer those questions and review them on a daily basis.
0: Awesome, thank you so much, Ms. Jackie, and we will definitely share that information on our Facebook page. So, uh, Carrie, do you think we're better, are we ready to start our own water-based uh, canning situation? Are we ready? I'm ready.
1: I made some pickles last year, and- okay. um we didn't eat them all. So I did exactly what Jackie said. I put up food and and have just let it sit. So I don't know, maybe gotcha. next summer for gotcha, me. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> cool. uh, be
5: sure that you check and get all your supplies in before you start rolling up your sleeves, putting on the apron and getting ready to camp. Thanks again for having me. Thanks so Thank much for coming, Jackie. Jackie.
0: We appreciate it. Have a great one. You too. Bye-bye. Bye.
1: Well, Carrie, did you learn anything? I learned so much today (laughs) and I hope that our audience did too. I did wanna add Leslie, Miss Jackie was talking about water bath canners and she also talked a little about pressure canners. And there are weighted gauge canners she discussed, but then there are also um, dial gauge canners. And one of the great resources that extension offices have to offer Consumers is that you're supposed to check that dial gauge every year to make sure that it's um, working properly. And we have the tools to help you do that for free. So you can bring your canner in, or you can you don't have to bring the whole thing in. You just bring the lid in and the and the dial gauge in to our office, and we can test it and make sure that it's reading the pressure correctly to ensure that you are safely preserving your food based on. Um, The process time and the recipes and the amount of pressure that's required for those things so y'all need to get your gauges checked go to your extension offices to do it (laughs) yeah i think this is really great today i think so too
0: i think so too it definitely shows all the great things that we have in our local county offices and with an extension as a whole that we have to offer so sounds good All right. Well, we'll see y'all next time. All right, y'all. Thank you for listening to Agents and the Facts.
1: Thanks for listening to Two Agents and the Facts. We will drop new episodes every second and fourth Monday of the month. Find us on your favorite podcast app and follow us on Facebook. The University of Georgia is an equal opportunity, affirmative action, veteran, disability institution.